0: hello and welcome to red nets the official podcast of empire the cop and we have a very special bonus edition episode for you all to dig into <laughs> but i'm not alone here helping me out with this one is as ever we have steve carson rick Elliot, and peter kenny jones welcome all to the first inaugural copies All right, lads, so we've got, we've got, we've got a few awards to uh, get through here today. Um, from uh, best game of uh, 2021 all the way through to the best player, I think I'm sure anyone listening to this will have a few of their own uh, ready to hand. But we'll, we'll start with our own first and we'll get a few comments hopefully going. Rick, there has been an absolute ton of wonderful games to choose from in 2021. I mean, it, it was a difficult season last year. And we've had, uh, but you know, we had that sort of late, sort of wonderful end. And, you know, we, I mean, just this season alone, we've had already at least two or three games that certainly stand out amongst the rest, most recently, of course, the League Cup comeback against Leicester City. But, you know, for you, what's the one game that has stood out for you amongst all the rest of this year?
1: I mean, for me there's only one choice and that's uh five nil against united i mean that is a a historical game for the ages it's uh it's one i hope to tell my kids my my as of yet like you know hypothetical kids about you know sit down one day and be like you know one day you know we went to old trafford and we beat them five nil and this is the story of how that happened uh i mean you know it was it was the perfect sort of revenge for seasons of uh scrappy like undeserved on paper like draws and it just sort of you know they, and it was just like we we should have beaten them quite a few times over by that point and it never just I, you know there was always an incident that kind of got in the way but there was never any of that This time round, we just went there and we just absolutely wiped the floor with them. Uh, Salah with his hat trick. I mean, you know, you can count on one hand how many players have gone to Old Trafford wearing Liverpool's colours and and walking away with a hat trick. Um, You know, and and just seeing their fans walk out at half time is just, oh, you know, you, yeah. And then, and then, like you know, the, just just when you think that it's it couldn't get any better, Ronaldo scores, and then he gets chalked off by VAR, and it's just like you know, the 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 cheers, the celebrations just like go up just that extra notch. It just and then and then you know, and that was the the final the first of the final few nails in the coffin uh, in the coffin for for a club legend as of and Solsha. You know, being sacked as manager. I mean, it wasn't the match that got him sacked, but it was definitely like one of the final ones where it's like, "All right, mate, you've you've been here too long, get lost." So yeah, for me, that is. There's no other answer. Um, I I mean, I I hope everyone else can sort
0: <laughs> of with exactly the answer. Yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it's such an iconic game for so many reasons, just beyond the scoreline. You've got so many images that are just going to reverberate throughout eternity. You've got, obviously, Kanate just laughing off Fred's challenge. Uh, you've got, you know, the sight of the 5 nil for the scoreline. So Alex Ferguson looking a bit moody up in the stands. So, you know, there was so much going on um, to appreciate. But, um, I mean, Pete, I'm going to come to you next here. Are, are you going to contest um, that game or are you going to add your, your support behind it?
2: Well, I'm not going to contest because I I haven't picked it, <laughs> but I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be upset if it won. So I'm ha- I'm happy either way. But so I look back, so the first one that we had was when we we lost to Southampton, the Danny goal So I thought obviously it only went uphill from there. I had some honourable mentions. I wanted to just quickly throw in the West Brom one, um, where well, obviously Allison last minute United last year. I think one of Salah scores right at the end, and that we you know that helped that winning run keep going. United this year, Everton. Uh, Wolves were the Origi winner and last night I thought all oh, those were like games that came to my head. But when I thought about it more, put, I, I think I will be the person who says this one, one for Burnley at home from this season. First home game back, I just thought it was, it, we'd waited so long for it to happen. And just I'm, like, I, I don't cry very often. And when we did have you know, walk alone, and then I could hardly get it out. And it was just like, it all just felt very emotional. It was an emotional time for everyone. I think, like, unfortunately, it looks like it possibly could happen again where we're not there and we'll be coming back again. But it just felt like at that point, like, we're back to normal. Life's a bit more, a bit better again. And as I say, it might not be like that for long. But it just felt at that point, I just remember thinking about that game and it was all good. And then obviously we won, which helped. And I think that goal that Mane scored was a boss move. and It was like Van Dyke, the Harvey Elliott trend to them. Mane put it in and I think Jota scored as well. And it's also memorable because Salah scored not score all assists. So. <laughs> They'll get rid of them either, but I just thought I knew probably United and Everton are gonna win, but I felt like I should mention that. When I thought about so that, it's probably the one I had the most emotional attachment to. So I'm gonna go for Burnley at home and be the only person who ever says that.
0: I'll tell you what, off the back of those first two, we're gonna have our work cut out for us to choose between them. Um, I mean, Steve. I mean, we've had sort of two brilliant wins discussed there. Like, you know, five 0 no, demolishing of Old Trafford. You know, a result that was a long time coming, and Pete's rightly brought up. You know, that emotional game against Burnley where, where does your heart lie on, on your favourite game
3: yeah there, there were three games and they've all been mentioned but that's to be expected uh, we've all got fantastic taste Um, obviously it's going to you know I can probably say now it's going to be Manchester United 5-0 <laughs> it's, it's it's the obvious choice how often does a team beat United 5-0 let alone us let alone Old Trafford Ronaldo ruled out it had everything Um. Funnily enough, uh, the game against Burnley was actually, I've got it written down there, for the same reasons as as, as Pete. Um there were there were three games that gave me um a real big like sp- spike in emotions. No, four games, sorry, um last night as well. Um the Leicester game. Um, never cared so much about a League Cup game since the last time we won it. Um yeah. The game against Burnley, game against West Brom where Alisson scored as header. And um, demolishing Manchester United at Old Trafford. Those three games, plus last night, Leicester in the League Cup, they, they're the ones that really stood out to me as emotional. And, you know, as Liverpool fans, we are quite emotional fans. We're very attached to our club in what I, what I feel is a unique way. Um, but no, those are the games. They really stand high in the last 12 months, and, you know, certainly in terms of results that I've enjoyed. And um, obviously, I think I speak for the majority of the fan base when I say that. Um, but, 5-0 Manchester United, Old Trafford. There's just no beating that. There's, there's no, Aside from actually winning in a Champions League final or winning the title or something like this, you can't beat 5-0 at United. You know, it's, it's, it's it's the equivalent of Everton winning 5-0 at Anfield. You know what I mean? Imagine how awful that would feel. We made all of Manchester United feel that. It's beautiful.
0: I mean, it, it seems we have a, a clear winner here already for the first round of uh, the, the Copies. Um, I, I just want to quickly sort of give a honorable mention, it's already been discussed, um, but the 2-1 win over West Bromwich Albion with, uh, of course, Alison Becker's miraculous header to win the game. Um, just feel, you know, it's the result that put us a point behind Chelsea, two games to go in the league. And, you know, it was such a terrific turnaround, you know, with fans not being there, COVID the injuries of course how can we forget about that and then just pulling it all together and and you know finishing third as well you know we, we you know sort of not comfortably but you know sort of asserted ourselves well within that top four and got champions league football but I, i'd say you know i'm sure you'll, you'll all agree with me it seems that the uh, 5-0 demolishing of manchester united at old trafford is the winner there and the first winner of the copies so congratulations uh, to liverpool not so much to manchester united Moving on, we have an exciting uh, second Copies Award to hand out, and it is, of course, for the best goal of the year. So, Steve, what are we feeling with this one? I'm going to come to you here first.
3: I mean, if we're talking about technical skill, and you know, the goal that I'm going to mention, which you're probably already guessing it, um, has a lot of technical ability in it as well. You know, we're talking Prime Alan Shearer. Uh, but first, the, the other goals that I'm thinking of. I mean, you know, Trent's wonder strike recently from range. Um, got Thiago in the Champions League. Then there's some real. Tyler's got a handful himself, you know what I mean? But no, I can't. it's it's so obvious, but I can't look any further than Alison Becker scoring ahead against West Brom. I think it's just obvious. He struck it. He rose like a salmon and struck it like Brian Emil Heskey. He's a goalkeeper, for God's sake. How's he managed to do that? In the last minute of the game, it, it's unbelievable. You'll never, ever, I can, I can say for a fact right now, you will never see anything like that again. There's, there's, I'm, I've, you've got to apologise to Mo Salah for the goals that he scored this season. And as I say, the wonder strikes that we've seen from Trent and Thiago and, you know, there's a few other players as well. Henderson scored a few belters and so has Mane and Firmino. But, yeah, said against West Brom, you'll never see anything like that again. It, hands down. That's what it is he, he, he <laughs> it's ridiculous how well he struck that head and it's like he practices them in training, which he almost definitely doesn't but it looked like he did it was unbelievable I mean just
0: for context, I'm sure everyone will be more than aware of the story by now, but obviously we had we had a goalkeeper coach John Acterberg who was pressuring him to sort of go up for that corner and you know be the be the hero that he turned out to be thankfully as far as our top four chances last term were concerned um but just such a Tremendous, certainly an emotional moment as well. I mean, I mean, Pete, how, would you sort of would that be your choice as well, or would you sort of veer off uh, in a different direction?
2: Well, uh, it's my second choice. Again. Oh, it's a second, is uh, it? Yeah, but because I've, I thought about it, that I could do that. Uh, if you pull a cross in hundred <laughs> times, I could score that header. But I, my, the reason I've come for a different one is, is, I reckon if I had that Thiago chance. I would never be able to do what he did against Porto, no matter how hard I tried. So I think, on terms of goal of the season, I think emotionally wise, of course with Allison. But I think if you're just looking at the best goal, that I reckon you appreciate that you know, these blokes are pretty good footballers, and that's why they they get paid quite a lot of money. I could never do what he you all know, did against Porto. So I just went. It didn't. It didn't. Obviously, didn't mean that much. We were already today. It wouldn't mean nothing basically. But just watching it and then the replays, it just gets better every time. The way it does. It touch the floor or doesn't it? Like spins up in it. and even the way he looks so good as he hits it like i don't think he could ever i could look that good hitting even a, a half decent pass so that's what i've gone for thinking again that probably allison would win but i just thought i've took it on the, the premise of the best goal that i've seen this year would be that tiago one because i could happily watch that right now instead of talking to you so that's how good it is
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, right now, Alison Becker is going to be sitting at home listening to this and absolutely <laughs> positively fuming at the disrespect. But no, no, you're, I mean, you're absolutely spot on with just the quality of the uh, the Thiago goal. I mean, it was almost, you know, he, I mean, everything he does, you know, it just seems, comes off as effortless. You know, you almost thought he was just playing a pass, you know, the, the whole debate over it. I mean, you can tell just the significance over the goal because the whole debate of, oh, did it touch the ground or not? And it would... I mean, just the curve of it alone was just was absolutely stunning to watch. Um, Rick, I mean, we've got sort of two different votes here. Are you going to add your weight to one of them, or are you going to go for a completely different goal yourself?
1: Um, I am going to go for one of them that's already been mentioned, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it for as long as possible before revealing <laughs> all. Hopefully, you'll be able to. So, uh, as mentioned, it took you know, a quite a bit of uh effort and it you know, there was quite a lot of uh pace coming off the you know, from the from the initial impact. And the uh, ball hit the net. Yeah, the ball did hit the net. Uh no, <laughs> only cool, any <laughs> one of these goals <laughs> to be <honest. laughs> No, it was uh it was Alison. It's gotta be Allison. Um you know, it just uh, yes, the Tiago goal is one that you can watch back and observe and like, you know, if they had such things as motion paintings, uh, you could put that up in an art gallery and just sort of look at it and be like, Ooh, you know, like that's up there with the Mona Lisa of goals. Um, but at the same time, you know, it was the more, the fact that it was such a big goal in the moment and it was a big goal in the, in the grander scheme of things. I mean, the Tiago one, might mean an awful lot but at the same time we absolutely walked the floor with that Champions League group you know and just absolutely just pushed everyone to one side and just took all the points so it's like it it meant a lot but at the same time it didn't really um and you know yes there were so many games last season that were won by Salah um uh, Salah efforts to get us into European spots but every single point mattered to get us into third, which is something that, you know, even on the last day of the season, if you'd have turned to me and said, like, you know, we're going to get third, I would have just, like, absolutely laughed because the odds of it happening were so minute, and yet it happened. Um, but we don't get into that situation without that goal happening. And it's just, you know, it's such a Hollywood fairy tale ending to that match. And, like, you know, you could... Uh, to that season as well i mean it wasn't the last match of the season but it, it you know it, it, if if it was like a hollywood you know how the, the it's like based on true story based on true events but then they usually tweak it for entertainment value you know if you were writing the hollywood script of like last season you'd cut it there you'd say that was the you'd fake it and say that was the end of the season because it's such a perfect goal perfect way to finish it um yeah it just like ugh. I mean, it's an iconic silhouette even of of just him sort of like in midair headering that ball. I mean, you, I'm saying that now and you can imagine the image of him just sort of like curved, like his body's curved like a banana. Um, it's just, yeah, uh, you can't get any better than that. I'm sorry, I, lo- I love the Thiago goal, but it's got to be Alisson for me. Like,
0: uh, I'm certainly... For my own personal verdict, I want to give a special honourable mention to Mo Salah's goal uh, against Watford. Just sheer personal enjoyment it gave me, you know, sort of sitting three or four players on their arses, um before netting his effort. But for me, I'm afraid to say, Pete, it's going to be Allison's header against West Bromwich Albion. But certainly, uh, Thiago's goal was a more than worthy contender and we'll be hoping to see plenty more of those um, as the week's... Go on. So we have our second win here at the copies, and it is, of course, Alison Becker's miraculous header against West Bromwich Alvin, Well deserved, Ali. Uh, And moving on now, we're going towards the youth. So, lads, who across this year you really stood out? um, I mean, we've got some sort of perhaps obvious sort of contenders. from, you know, Harvey Elliott to Reese Williams. Um, Rick, I'm going to come to you here first.
1: Um, Who's the I mean, part of me really wants to say, uh, for the namesake, uh, Harvey Elliott is a phenomenal player. Uh, but really, when you think about it, he hasn't been fit in the moments that we needed him the most this season, which is right now, really, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, and I mean, that's no fault of his own, but you know, that's, that's the situation we're in. And also his biggest contributions of the year have been wearing another, another club's colors. Uh, I mean, he had a phenomenal loan spell, but you know, in terms of the Liverpool award. So I've kind of got to give it to Tyler Morton personally. Um, I mean, he He's made his Champions League debut at that age. And it's like, you know, if you'd have said, like, you know, who's going to get it first, Tyler Morton or Harvey Elliott, I would have said Harvey Elliott. But that's just, you know, because on paper it looked as though that was going to be the case. And then this injury happens. And he probably would have had that Champions League appearance if it hadn't been for that injury. But um, yeah, Tyler Morton has been, you know, whenever he's been called upon, I mean, he looked sort of out of sorts against Spurs but for 90% of the time when he's been called up he's been you know phenomenal he's been everything you could have asked for a player of his age uh, you know he's been, he's had some very mature performances he's 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 gone out there and pretty much shown that he he belongs in this side and this is only the beginning for him and it's it, it, you know hopefully he goes on to become a liverpool great i mean hopefully he can find the playing time to establish himself in the midfield because you know when you've got that many, uh, you know, strong first teamers to 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 muscle your way out, uh, you know, he he's he's going to struggle and it might mean that he has to take some time out on loan, but you know, as of like this this year, I mean, he's done everything, he's ticked every box for me, and yeah, so he's but for me personally, he's uh, my youth player of the year.
0: Hey it takes a lot of boxes for Jürgen Klopp too. Um, Jürgen's obviously come out and said tactically
1: and technically
0: he's absolutely superb for his age group. Um, it's just a question of his body. Uh, you know, and he, he's made it clear that, you know, he wants him to go to the gym and sort of dog up a bit and if he can do that, if he can get the body, I mean, Jürgen said he would be a phenomenal player. Hopefully, you know, we, we get to to see that come to fruition. Um, Steve, would you, would you agree with, with Tyler Morton or would you sort of, do you is there another young Youngster that sort of impressed you um, a bit more?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to just come out with my answer and say to me, it's Tyler Morton. You know, he's came through the ranks and it's, it's Taylor's oldest time. We love to see it. You know, a lad comes to the academy starts to smash it in the first team. It's, it's brilliant to see. And Morton's not put a, a foot wrong, really, uh, since he's came through. He's obviously and singing his praises, and rightfully so. But in some performance as well ahead of his years. And it's just really nice to see him come through. Um, like Rick said, you know, it probably should be Harvey Elliott. Um, but as uh, Rick also rightfully pointed out, you know, most of his big performances this season, uh, over the last twelve months, sorry, have been uh, for Black Ben. Um, he looked, re- he looked really good in the Liverpool first team. Um, I love Vine Alden, still do. Um, but when he was playing full cylinders, I, I wasn't missing Vingada in the slightest. You know, and this is a player I've adored for a number of years. So to see Harvey Elliott come into the team in such a way, you know, it would have been him. Um, two honorable mentions that I'd like to sort of bring up is Curtis Jones. Um I think Curtis Jones quietly is just marching on and becoming a really good squad player for Liverpool. He's kind of coming into that role that we saw Adam Lalana occupy just before he left the club. He's he's there, he's ready to go whenever you need him, and when he comes in, he always drops at least a decent performance, wears his heart on his sleeve. Love the lad, local lad, always bonus points for stuff like that. Love Curtis Jones. But I'd also um, like to point out Owen Beck. Um, I've, you know, There's been a few good young lads throughout the years who came through the system, uh, particularly left-backs. Um, Adam Lewis stood out recently, but Owen Beck, I think, is a caliber above Adam Lewis. Uh, certainly, I think he stands more of a chance of, of breaking into the team. And the times that we've seen him, he's looked pretty good, especially for his age. But yeah, like Rick said, Tyler Morton's the one. It's He's playing well ahead of his years. And so far, what we've seen from the young lad is he's, you know, he's he's more than earned his stripes when it comes to playing for Liverpool.
0: This is the it's, thing, I think, you know, to be thrown in, uh, in two Champions League games, and effectively what were difficult, more difficult for different reasons than that we'd already secured um, you know, being top of the group and being through to the knockout stages, you expect to come in um in a side that's not gonna be perhaps as fully motivated as if there was something riding on it. And you know, just posted two stellar displays, uh you pointed pointed to Spurs performance there. Um I, I personally argue it wasn't his best game, but it wasn't his worst. Um I think it, it's tough coming in against you know a Conte midfield and having uh, not that sort of reassurance. Uh, ahead of you and behind you, especially at such a young age. Um, Pete, you could seal the deal here, but the question is, are you going to?
2: No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going down without a fight for this one because I don't think Tyler Morton should get it. Not because I don't think he's good, but he's a year older than Harvey Elliott. And I think he's played less games than Harvey Elliott has this season or probably similar minutes-wise. So I think if anyone should win out of them two, it's him. But... I Googled the rules for the PFA Young Player of the Year and it's if you're 22, 23 and younger, that brought the age bracket up for me, which meant I could also include Alexander Arnold. <laughs> so I, I didn't get a rule book with this. So oh,
0: all I'm saying, is, what saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you can oh. still win
2: it right now. So... It, Tyler Morton shouldn't get it, but I'm not trying to come out to <laughs> no. hate Tyler Morton because this is not this isn't my my uh, my appeal is. But we're going on the rules of PFA Young Player of the Year, and it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. I am going to have to argue about that because he plays every week and he's unbelievable. <laughs> so if that's the parameter that we all know he's won, if not, I would like I thought Harvey Elliott, but he got injured and he didn't play enough. So, but that means that Tyler Morton definitely shouldn't get it. So my second option was for Reese Williams because I thought that what he did last year when he came in. Solid centre back, you know. he fought his way back in. Basically, him and Phillips kept getting dropped by Klopp when injuries came back. He got Kabak, he got Davis. And he started the partnership between Williams and, and Nat Phillips. So my points would be it'd be Trent if allowed that old. If not, it's Reese Williams, if not it's Harvey Elliott. And Farrell, if you pick Tyler Morton, I will not be happy because it's not fair. <laughs> not, and I don't like Tyler Morton, but that is that is my point. He shouldn't be the winner out of all those people that are involved. No, it's, on, it's, on, it's up to you. Oh, it was up to me as a beginner. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm, right. I'm just giving you the best options no, exactly. than what they've given you. The host has come, uh, it's come. back to haunt you.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Right, you can um, I mean, <laughs> if we need a tiebreaker, uh, there is also uh, our a good friend contributor to the the site, uh, Max Rudd. Handed, you said in, to, handed in his uh, his suggestions. I,
0: I'll, I'll tell you what, and I, and I appreciate. I'm going to get absolutely lambasted for the absolute cop out of an answer uh, that mine is. I mean, Pete, was yours? Did I you say Reese Williams? Was it was yours?
2: Well, that's, you need to give me the rules because it's Trent if we're going by PFA I, rules. If what, not, I think... it's Reese Williams.
0: <laughs> You've made it all that's that's sluts. But um, <laughs> I, I think. I'll tell you what, we'll, 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 skip, we'll skip the PFA and we'll, we'll say sort of 20 and under. Um, so that would then safely include Harvey Elliott, Tyler Morton and Rhys Williams. Um, of, of that, I believe Rhys Williams would be your, uh, under those conditions, your top uh, choice there. So I'll tell you, I'll tell it you what. It
2: would be Rhys Williams, then it'd be Harvey Elliott, then it'd be Curtis Jones, Oof. then it'd be Tyler Morton. Oh my goodness. Oh. But not because I dislike Tyler Morton, <laughs> <I'm> just saying, <laughs> if I go on and how diamond. much they played, contribution in the year. No, he's coming in dead rubber games. He's very good, will be good in the future, but he's not the best one that we've got. I'm happy That's to go
1: with Rhys Williams uh, for his contribution to, you know, pretty much helping to save our season. Um, I was just trying to sort of showcase, uh, you know, no, no, other no, youth players. I'll tell you, but having- you
0: what, Rick, <laughs> I'll preserve <laughs> your answer of Tyler Morton. Um, and since I gave Rhys Williams an honorable mention before this started, I will go with Reese Khanh- Williams and we shall see uh, what oh, dear wait. Max Rudd has decided for us
1: <laughs> you know what he's gone for so why are I'm you trying, trying to be all him. diplomatic and say
0: well for the sake of the podcast I have to pretend <laughs> <laughs> and of course wait let's see actually to be fair I've completely uh, skipped my mind oh this is unprecedented um, right um, so yes I can confirm that Max Rudd has gone for Donald. please Tyler Morton Ta da! Oh, everyone
2: into <laughs> <laughs> Just silent. That's an outrage, that, that's an outrage, really that's <laughs> I do like Tyler Morton, I'm not gonna go down as a Tyler Morton hater, but that's not not right decision. That's
1: it. You've been, no, no, it. Have it. You you have been
2: decided. The copies that's have fine. spoken, I'm not even gonna speak for their because you don't even <laughs> listen to what I say anymore. Anyway, Just like Klopp is a motor
1: for <laughs> caring about player welfare, you hate Tyler Morton. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah fine. You know,
3: you know what a good thing is though? <laughs> is we were struggling there for young player of the year. That's an excellent thing about right that. That's I, thought that, I, was, know, it, it, I thought, thought that was going to be win. the easiest
1: one of the lot, to be honest. But yeah.
3: you know. I mean, yeah. in, in my head, it was Tyler Moore, no matter what. But then once Peter started talking, especially when he said the PFA would include Trent, I thought, ah, oh, shit. It's going to be Trent, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? i has been the on the door
2: before.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fantastic position we're in. We've got a, a great bunch of lads at the club. It's lovely to see. But uh, back to you, Farrell.
0: Oh, my goodness mate. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is the thing, I suppose, but this is without well, even considering some of the breadth of talent we've got. But, you know, we haven't been treated to first-team football, you know, from Balaghese to uh, Cannoneer. You know, I, I, I mean, I could keep going. There's, there's probably good five, six, seven, eight sort of names that we could look at that we're thinking I stand a pretty good chance of breaking it into the first team in the long term. Uh, but we could be here for hours, so I won't do that. And instead, I will move on to a special category uh, this evening, which is, of course, our unsung hero. <laughs> of 2021 i'll tell you what pete you know i'm
2: gonna to come to you here
0: i feel like i should come before technicalities become introduced to yeah come.
1: i mean just before like because i i came up with this list of you know the the categories and i've just said to everyone you can define unsung hero however you see fit so this is really going to be like, I mean, if Pete wants to go on technicalities and, you know, start throwing in PFA, and, like, you know,
2: restrictions. Yeah. Oh, I was going to go for Tyler Morton. Actually. <laughs> 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 no, okay. Well, I've gone for uh Nat Phillips. Oh, I, so I think uh, hopefully you, uh, someone will actually agree with me for once. Um, but yeah, so I've just said, I don't think people realize where he was before he came to Liverpool. He was like, But he was two days away from flying to America to go and start his college degree, and instead he came and joined Liverpool instead. You know that's how where he was on the football ladder. You know he was never gonna come in. He was playing in the second division of Germany. We called him back off loan to go and play that game against Everton with all the kids, and he played great in that match. Went straight back to Germany after that. Didn't know. Didn't let it get to him. That basically he was just there as a stopgap to come and fill in for the game. He was never gonna get a place. He came and played his heart out. Every time last season, he seemed to have a good game, and as I said with with Reece Williams, he seemed to have someone who then come back in to want to come back for the game. Or then when it got to January, they signed Kabach and Davis, and it looked like his spot was gone, and he had to fight for it again. Despite the fact he never actually did anything wrong, he had to constantly fight to keep his place in the team, which did seem a bit against what what Klopp's done on other times, where if you've you're good enough to start and you keep playing and you keep your space, which I think he was like probably the only player that. Got removed from a team when he was playing really well. His head and ability to joke, obviously, he wins literally every single head you've ever seen. He is he's just Sammy Ippia, but maybe without the the blonde highlights. That, um, and he's just yeah, great. He put his head through a brick wall for, as we all say. And then do you even have to mention what he did in the San Siu, you know, to come on top of the the vote for you. Yeah. I think he was unlucky against last night. He would he would have played, you know, instead of Cometeo, and he would have got a few more appearances. But him and Williams, what they did at the end of last year, and I think there's that picture of both of them and. They've both got a cut on their face and they're bleeding a full time clapping. No, and they're probably never going to play for Liverpool for a sustained period again and possibly ever again. Yet they gave 100%, 115%. And I thought he should have been our player of the year last year just because of the last season, sorry, just for what he did to keep us where we were and get us over the line. And therefore, I think he's the unsung hero because I haven't heard his name mentioned. And I hope you agree. Thanks very
0: much. You've made an excellent uh, starting case there for Nathaniel Phillips. And I think certainly. However, which way these, this the particular award uh, goes, I think we can all certainly agree that Nathaniel Phillips' contributions uh, have been absolutely first rate whenever he's been given a nod by Jurgen uh, Klopp. Um, Rick, I am going to go to you next, though, uh, and we'll we'll soon see sort of how 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 the tide will potentially shift with regard to our unsung heroes.
1: I mean, this is shaping up to be a lot easier than the the, the youth player, but then again, like it was the same in the last round and then all of a sudden like curveball from Pete. So i'm just yeah it's uh it's not phillips for me it's for exactly the same reasons given um you know he he deserves his contract renewal he deserves a move for regular football like i love this player so much that i don't want him to play for liverpool anymore that's like a compliment it's a weird super weird compliment in a way because yeah we all know it he's not you know it's, it's he's not good enough to um, you know be a regular, but he can come in and do a shift for us if needed, like you know as as the as the last defense and uh, like quite literally, <laughs> and uh, you know and it's a thank you for your service uh, award really for for me because uh, he just yeah he 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 just knew that it wasn't going to be forever, but he still put a hundred and ten percent into it. And you know, you can't ask for anything more from him. And yeah. And um, you know, Reese Williams equally did did the same. Um, obviously, uh, he's he's out on loan at the moment. Um, if he'd have stayed around, you know, it probably would have probably wouldn't have got an appearance if we're being honest looking at the fixtures that we've had, the kind of games that we've had, really. Um, but you know, uh, Nat Phillips he's 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 got his reward of Champions League football and uh because he got he helped us get champions league football. So it was only fair that he managed to get a game in and, and, you know, and he took that opportunity, like his life depended on it. And, you know, he ends up, you know, pocketing Zlatan. Uh, there's not many lads that you can turn around and say, yeah, I did that.
0: No, I, I think it's, it, it, I mean, it's worth sort of pointing out because we sort of say, you know, he's not good enough to start. And I think it's obviously important to, um, to place that within the context, the quality that we have available, because we do have oh, arguably world leading centre-back in Virgil van Dijk. We have Jean-Martique Matip, who is fundamentally underrated um, and also arguably a world-class centre-back. And then, of course, Ibrahim Konate is expected to be the uh, future of our sort of back line as far as the centre of defence is concerned. So he is coming up against, you know, without even considering also Joe Gomez, who was van Dijk's partner uh, for a good portion um, of recent seasons. He's got a lot of quality ahead of him. I think we'd all agree, certainly, Daniel Phillips um, is more than good enough to start for the, for the vast majority of Premier League sort of sides at the moment. Um, but, you know, certainly an absolutely solid choice. Steve, is it going to be three in a row here for that, Phillips?
3: So, the first thing I want to mention is Fabinho. Uh, he's not my underrated player to be there. But, um, Fabinho, obviously, you talk about him pretty much every week. Um, but I think he's, he's at a level really where he should be. I think he is regarded, certainly by Liverpool fans, as one of the best holding midfielders in the world. But it seems like he, he, he's not getting the plaudits that you'd see N'Golo can take get. And I don't believe the distance between them is all that much. Fabinho is Liverpool's orchestrator and I believe that he is an unsung hero. Um, but my unsung hero, it would have been two players if they could have been two together and that would have been Reese Williams and Nat Phillips. Um, what Pete and Rick said, you know, you've got the duo there who stood in and they they stepped into the shoes of giants. You know, Van Dijk gone, Gomez gone, Matty gone, three world-class centre-halves gone in the blink of an eye, you know. Reese and Nat both stepped up in a massive way. Nat edges it a little bit more for me because, obviously, Nat maintained his position whereas once Kabak came into the mix, restarted the to drop out a little bit and rotated with Kabak and Nat was, if you like, Van Dyke point two, which is unbelievable for the bottom Bereci. But um yeah, I mean you can't look further than that, Phillips. Now, Pete mentioned that photo. Uh, we all can picture it right now. You know, you've got the, the the two of them looking absolutely battered. And you can see that their eyes are misty, you know, that they are looking very emotional. And as Liverpool fans, that's what we love. I've mentioned it before on the, on the previous podcast, that uh, you know we are very emotional supporters, a very emotional football club. So to see the players sort of reciprocating that sort of emotion, it, it's second to none. And yeah, it would have been Nat and Reese together, but if I've got to give it to one, you, you can't go further than Nat Phillips. Like Pete said, he put his head through a brick wall for, for the football club. And it's just, yeah, Nat Phillips will forever be etched into the the history of the club. I mean, if we go on to win the Champions League this season, it would not have been possible without Matt Phillips and Rhys-Williams. That's one thing that I don't think Liverpool fans will forget, but it's certainly one thing um, that we all will have to, you know, remember going forward. So, yeah, Matt Phillips by, by some distance as well.
0: I think, um, I mean, before everyone sort of uh, gave their thoughts, on the match, I've been tempted to throw a spanner in the mix and say, uh, jean Matip But for similar reasons as Steve pointed out um, in terms of the lack of I suppose, appreciation um, for his quality that still goes on um, to this day to a certain degree. But um, no, I, I think certainly having a look you know, back and obviously listening to these accounts, it, there's only one clear winner here and it has to absolutely be Nathaniel Phillips what Can, he's done for this club. Oh, look, I, was, I was going just going to say, play.
1: going back to the Fabinho point, I I mean, like, yeah, Kante gets all the plaudits, the but he's, he has that sort of, I don't know, if like, pr image aspect where he's he's just that sort of like super timid super shy mr nice guy and that gets him pretty far whereas fabinho i mean it's not a sexy position let's face it but it's a but you know he's he's a quite you know in terms of that general personality image he's quite reserved in that in that regard yeah and so it doesn't get you as far like you know it's like yeah ronaldo um you know, it get is rightfully up there with Messi. But I mean, if you took out the C and like you know, and the and the looks and the underwear and all that, like yes, he's still got the talent. But like, is he the overall package that everyone sort of like has in 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 their in their head? You know, it's it's a similar sort of thing to that, really. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I agree agree uh, with the uh, uh, yeah, it definitely should be Nat.
0: We're all in agreement, and that is the first. Uh, copies that goes to uh, Nathaniel Phillips and deservedly, deservedly so. That's yeah, Nathaniel Phillips. But now we move on to a <laughs> a topic that I believe that will also once again be unanimous, and that is of course um, the best player of 2021. We can of course include youth within this, uh, but I have my suspicions that it will be a senior player. Um, and I'm going to come to Pete here again first.
2: Well, can we all just give our second and third first? The second and third? because it has be more interesting, won't it? So, I'm gonna, <laughs> I thought Justin and Trent deserved a mention for what they've done this year. I think, obviously, Trent's changing from just, like, from the, the person who's going to win the awards, we expect them to do so in every game. I think for them, you expect an assist every single match out of them. And I think Jota, just of late, has just been, and especially this season, has just been ridiculous as well. You know, second top goal. If, if it wasn't for the three who's top, then he, he would be clear top goal scorer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, for I think if it wasn't for the person who's top, then it would be. I think Chotter would be walking all these awards and we'd be saying, you know, what, what a season he's having. But I just, I don't know if there's any point to giving examples or whatever, but it's just, it obviously is Mo Salah, isn't it? What the goal, Man City goal, the United goal, the goal he's scores every game, the other goal he's scores in that match, the assist he makes in that game as well. And just whenever he, whenever he walks onto the pitch, he just, he does something. And I think that little triangle, they got the season with him, Trent and Hendo, we just, I felt like last season when we had that, Point where we just couldn't score, we just fired the ball over that side, and we're just like, please, just just help us and do something. And that's you know that's some of these unbelievable players who we we, we about every week. They were just giving the ball to him and saying, please get us out of trouble and do something. So that's how good he is. And yeah, if you can did odds on who would win it, I don't think you get much money back for him. If I said Mo Salah and that the other lads will too.
0: Steve, I have a funny feeling that you're going to go for a similar answer, but um I will ask you if your honourable mentions. Uh, Of course, uh, I think there's certainly a few players there that deserve um, some praise.
3: Yeah, I can only really echo what Pete said there about uh, Diogo Jota. You know, you're talking a player who's, you know, still relatively fresh in the Liverpool squad and he's he's posting some of the best numbers that he's ever had in the Premier League and he's doing it at the top level. You know, Wolves, obviously, very high level, but to come to Liverpool and, you know, don't forget as well that front three was regarded for the longest time as the best front three in the world. And Justice came into it and just gone, I don't care. And he's just started scoring goals. He started bagging assists. He just, he's, he just shows no sort of, like, regard to it. I mean, obviously, the way Klopp puts his team together, they viewed themselves as teammates, not rivals, of course. But, like, Xhosa's came in and just blown the whole thing up. And he's just gone, yeah, I'm here now. Now there's four world-class forwards to be ordered. Uh, and that's a fantastic problem for and Klopp to have. Trent um, Alexander-Arnold would have been um, a shout for me. I think he would have been my 2nd place. jota very close up behind them. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, don't forget his, his age. I mean, certainly after this podcast, I might now remember his age a bit more vividly. Um, but, you know, Trent, he's, he's world-class. He's, he's the best right back in the world, you know, and he plays for Liverpool. And There's not nothing better now when you've got the best player in one position playing for your club. It's, it's beautiful. And we've got a few instances of that throughout the squad, of course. But Trent Alexander Arnold, he's putting in, in terms of assists and creativity, what you'd expect from the best attacking midfielders in the world. And you're getting that from right back. But not only that, he's actually a decent right back. He can defend well, defend certainly a lot better than some people think. Um, he gets compared to the likes of Bruce James. You know, these are also world class right back. But Trent is he's just, he's the best in the business. Yeah, my player of the year, um, Zed Anzichiri. I've got to say, uh, <laughs> <even a> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, it's uh, obviously it's Mohamed Salah. Um, I'm talking there about having the best players in certain positions. Um, we've got the best player in the world playing for Liverpool in Mohamed Salah. He, he, there's there's no arguments. I'll not have it. You know, Ballon d'Or I could have accepted Lewandowski winning it. Maybe you know, fair enough, Messi. But Mohamed Salah is the best football player in the world and has been. For the last year, certainly, probably for leaving a little bit longer than that, to be perfectly honest with you, you know the Ballon d'Or is a bit of a popularity award, whatever. Um, this award probably is a little bit of a popularity award as well. Um, but Mohamed Salah is, is is the best player in the world, and he's he's my player of the year. I'd also like to say as well about that, that that wasn't any slight at Zed at Shakiri because uh, he was a a cult hero at the club. Uh just just thought I'd have to throw him it in yeah, there. He was fourth, wasn't
0: no, absolutely. I mean, Rick, um, this is uh, starting to take a trend here. Um, but ha- ha, I mean, I'm going to come with you again for your sort of, um, I suppose, a, mi- a mix of your unsung heroes and, and your, your favourite player of the year. But yeah. who, beyond the obvious winner, who do you believe deserves an honourable mention?
1: So obvious. Uh, obviously, you know, Jota. Trent. I mean, for the reasons that the lads have have, have mentioned, I think Allison as well needs a, a mention. He hasn't been brought up so far. There's been some really big moments where he's pulled us out from very dark situations, and like the West Brom. I mean, it's our goal of the year. So, I mean, you don't really. I mean, he's already been spotlighted so far tonight, but um, I'd still like to to mention him. Um, I, I think there's one player that we're also Forgetting, and his name is Divock Origi. Um, you know, he's he doesn't get called up that often, uh, especially now. And sometimes he comes on the pitch, and it's like, mate, what, have you even looked at a game plan? Like, what are you, what are you doing out there? But then he'll pull out these amazing moments, and you know, uh, just the other night when he when he scored, it was just like, uh, how, like. Of all the people, it had to be divok and yeah, so he is my player of the. Year. No, he's not my player of the year. Uh,
0: but I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why in a moment. But you, you would have pleased Pete with that. um
1: uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to go for Salah. It has to be Salah uh, for the reasons that the lads have already mentioned. Uh, this is the this is the thing that sucks about being like one of the last people to mention, like because it's uh, everything's already been said. Um. But, how, do you, how do you
0: think I feel? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just pick someone different. <laughs> I right? know, I'll, just, I'll just throw someone
1: random. In there. Yeah. Like Keith and Keller. Um, um, yeah, I, I just yeah. like yeah with Seller. You know, when he's gone, and there will be a day when he's gone. uh, he'll be up there with Kenny, with Stevie, Ian Rush, John Barnes. Like the, he he is. Little. Yeah, he's he's one of these like iconic players. But luckily, we don't have to wait to appreciate him. We get to see him uh, every day, uh, every time he steps out on that pitch. And I think we just need to sort of take this moment to sort of take a deep breath and realize that we're living through one of the best periods of time to be a Liverpool fan. Even though, you know, it's like we get a Premier League here, a Champions League there, it's not a consistent run of title after title after title like it was back in the 80s. And beyond, even like back, back beyond that, but it's 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 still one of those moments where it's like you know oh my god, like we have like you've rightly mentioned before one of the best forward lineups that football's ever seen, really. And you know uh, uh, we get to see that every single. We're so privileged to see that. Um, so yeah, like just whenever Mo puts three defenders on their ass and then manages to slot it in the top corner from a ridiculous angle. Like you just need to remember that he is, you know, player of the year. He's he's a player of the season, player of the decade, player of, you know, my lifetime. Um, and and that's and that includes, like, I, I, you know, it's it's Stevie did so much for us, and yet I'd still put like Salah as like you know competing with him. I mean, the, the amount that he's achieved, the records that he's breaking, and that might be a bit like you know, you know, the lad. From Liverpool, like go going up against you know, the Egyptian King is is it's it's high praise, and I know that they've played very different positions over the time, but it's it's still like the the amount that they've contributed to the club, um, you know, it's it's up there, it really is, and it's and it's mad to even think that, you know, when we bought him, it was like, oh, it's just this this lad that we bought from Roma, and it's like, Meh. is Chelsea reject? Is it really gonna? is he really going to improve our squad and then holy where's this lad been all all my life you know I mean there were people who who'd uh, been watching him at Roma kind of had an inkling that it would be you know a pretty decent signing but I mean like it took pretty much everyone by by surprise just how much of an impact he's made and you know just over 2000 uh 2021 I'm, time is, I've just completely forgotten what year we're in. And we're about to leave this year and go into 2022. So I'm just like, my mind is just mush. Like lockdowns and everything have just thrown me. But, you know, uh, just over this calendar year, he's, he's done so much to, to, to pull us up by the scruff of the neck and get us third in the league. Like, uh, and he's like, you know, constantly pushing for that golden boot every single season. And uh, it's just, how? How does he do it? I'd love
0: to know. I'd love. I mean, what, what are they feeding? What is his the secret but, sauce? What, what is it? What is it? I mean, I mean, am I'm, I'm gonna start off with sort of the unsung heroes, and of course, you know, we, we've all had sort of rightfully honourable mentions for the likes of Divokarigi, Alison Becker, Diego Jota, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, one name, I feel absolutely deserves to sort of be considered within that category is of course Um, You know, the man sacrificed a lot personally himself in the last season, you know, he was forced into the back line to cover uh, when we had a horrific injury crisis, right in the, the centre of the back line. Um, it, it just a phenomenal professional, a uh, phenomenal player. And, you know, a man who is clearly very devoted to the club and I think should de- absolutely be considered um, amongst those names. But I mean, I'm going to come back to obviously what uh, Steve and Rick were just saying there about Salam, you know, just how fortunate, and obviously Pete as well, You know, how fortunate we are to, to, to not just simply you know be around with a team managed by you know a, a, a once in a generation manager like Jurgen Klopp but to be treated to the quality of a forward line that we are able to treat them to be treated to the quality of a forward line but then how do you know a, a Steve point that Joe just came out in the, the blue you know all fans were joking around that we'd been ripped off for 40 million and then he's you know he's, he's absolutely set the league alight under you know, Klopp's uh, coach under Klopp's system so I mean yeah, I mean, what I'm getting to obviously here is, of course, I think the winner here should absolutely be Mo Salah. The man was uh, tragically underrated uh, by recent awards, including Ballon d'Or and, of course, the fifth pro men's 11, uh, as I'm sure we can all agree on that. But, you know, I think. The thing is, with Silent obviously, the first thing I want to say is we hope to get past uh, Michael Owen's uh, goal record so we can just push him a bit further down. Um, but sort of realistically, going forward, you know, if we're thinking in terms of how we rank him amongst the likes of Steven Gerrard, you know, amongst the likes of, you know, Ian Barnes, it's going to be sort of how the contract situation is ultimately, you know, if we do get him here, beyond. 2023, you know, if we are thinking sort of 2025, 2026, maybe. Like Rick was saying, you, you'd have to think, wouldn't you, he stands a pretty good chance of being held, at the very least, close to the high esteem that the likes of Kenny Dalglish, Steven Gerrard held. Um, but there we have it. I'm just going to sum up our awards. Um, so, of course, for the best game of the year, there was only ever going to be one winner, and that was the United 5-0 hammering uh <laughs> pete's in disagreement that he chose burnley at home i myself went for the <clears throat> west bromwich 2-1 win uh, for the goal of the year we have of course again it's a west bromwich one it's alison becker's header um i think all but pete again went for that one it's the story of the first two awards is it, it, is pete <laughs> going in a different direction um and again for the third award surprise surprise we went for tyler morton uh pete went for uh <laughs> um, what i am delighted to say however is that we were in all agreement for the unsung hero and the best player of the year and of course former we all went for there was only ever going to be one choice wasn't there lads it was going to be of course nathaniel phillips for all his contributions uh and best player of the year the man wronged uh, by the international voting community um, mo salah some absolutely wonderful choices there and uh Keep an eye out, lads, you'll be getting your awards in the post. Don't say um, that, we
2: actually have to buy awards to send them We have them to now. actually buy the awards.
0: I mean, we just want to let you know, you will be getting these awards
2: at some point. Um, I, I'm not chipping in for Talamon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a... <laughs> so. It's just going to be a sheet of <laughs>
2: yeah. paper written in
1: crayon, so. Saying... Yeah, Joe.
0: I like you, but no. Yeah, yeah fifth best. And, and, and there we have it. We have our five awards on the first inaugural session. Of the copies. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this latest bonus episode. And do, of course, let us know on the Empire of the Cops, the Red Nets uh, substack We'd love to hear your thoughts. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, uh, whether you're furious about how uh, Peter's been wronged in the latest awards. Just for P. Justice for Justice for Peter. You <laughs> just get the hashtag. Going. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you all again for joining us. It has been Rick Elliott, <laughs> Steve and our very own Peter Kenny Jones, and myself. Final keeling, stay safe, take care.